John. Mary Lee. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How's your day going? Pretty fast and furious this morning. Hmm. Yeah, pretty fast. Oh. How about you? Mm, no, just getting confirmation everywhere. Oh, it's just so magical. So I, I told you about the elephants, right? Yes. And, um, let me get my dog. And uh, anyway, I went to go pick them up today, which, you know, there's, there's a whole story behind that. Come on. There's a whole story behind that. It's like when the elephants show up, you know, that's the end. And they showed up and it was just completely at random, you know. So I went to go get them and I said, okay, I'll meet you at Starbucks. And I meet the girl and I said, okay, I'm going to go into Starbucks. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Starbucks, Trader Joe's. And I'm going to go in and get a few things. Okay, so I go in there and I'm just elated. I'm, I'm just really happy with my elephants, you know. And I'm doing my thing, whatever. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> Welcome to Napoleon marching into Egypt. Okay, no problem. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm literally like just so excited going, that's the gift. That's the gift today. And then I, um, but I didn't find a penny, you know? So I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter, Marilyn. You're getting gifts everywhere, you know? So I get in my car and I'm starting to think about something like um, a friend of mine that I made a decision with. And I was like, well, you know, did I make the right thing? You know, having a hong going, well, you know, and I'm telling myself, but you didn't feel it. You just didn't feel it. And it's like, and you know, and I, I, everything I do is based on my alignment, my intuition with the universe. You know, I'm guided and I just I don't question it. I just do it or I don't do it. And in that moment that I'm backing up my car, I looked over to my left shoulder to make sure nobody was there. Boom. There's my bright, shiny copper penny. At that moment. At that moment. Oh, yeah. See? Yep. Even time is working. Yes. Yeah. You know, why didn't uh, I see it when I was walking up to my car? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, well, there it is. And I'm like, there's another gift. I get to go home and see what the message is. So, yeah, I've been talking to the crows and the trees. And then um, <laughs> the white butterfly came to see me. And the crows told me they were hungry. So I had to feed all them. They're so cute. A little spoiled. Well, yeah, crows. Yeah, crows. Mm -hmm. Crows are easy to spoil, but they're they're like cats too. I mean, they're they'll turn you into staff. To... You know, they'll start they'll start pecking on your window in the morning if you're not up in time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they they perch themselves right outside my window, like to let me know we're here. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. They actually. Um, uh, they're they're territorial. Crows are ter territorial. They will um, they they will they'll work a neighborhood. The same crows will come back after they go to their thing at night. They'll come back and work the same neighborhood. Hmm. It's like there's a gang of crows or murder of crows. I mean they're um, huh. they hang out. You'll look at the, if you look at a like a power pole or something, which we have around here because I live in an old neighborhood. But but um, the same crow will show up on the same crossbar every morning and sit there and look at you. I would go out wow. and just like, you know, good morning. How right. Are you doing? Fine, you know. Exactly. Weird. And they let Weird. me know pretty much twice a day. I think that's a lot of people miss that, in my opinion, about the instinctive behavior of, of uh, small sentient beings who are servicing us all the time and probably in many cases are more aware than we are of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, little animals, dogs, cats. Bugs, birds, all of it, whatever. all of it. You know what? And okay, so I don't know. I don't remember if I told you about this dream of mine. You know how some of them are, are very prophetic, like very. The other ones are just like, oh, I had a dream. You know, I don't remember it. But this one dream, it was in this this castle, and it was you know high, very, very, very high. And uh, I was walking around, and this lady comes out, and she goes, "Oh, honey, you're gonna need this." And she hands me a can of bug spray and tells me I'm going to need it because there's so many spiders. And in my dream, I was conscious of the implication. I'm like, I'm going to need it because there's spiders. This is my house. You know, I, I, clearly I'm going to live there. And then. Um, yeah. And, and huh. probably talk to the spiders as opposed to try to spray them. Yeah, what? You know, no. 
So then, okay, so there was that. And then I remember when I was leaving, I was with Peter and Taylor. And we were so high up that when we were walking down the driveway, we had to put our back to the wall. And I kept saying, don't look down. Just don't look down. Keep walking. You know, and we're like, you know, sidestepping all the way down from this castle in the sky. And uh, anyway, along with all of, you know, my my messages, I have this spider at my door. And we kind of have an understanding. She's afraid, and I understand, and we're afraid, and I think she understands. And so, you know, she sees me looking at her, and then she'll be like, "Mm, I'm going to go over here and hide. Okay, you go hide. But I don't harm her. Now I have another spider that is above, like, uh, on the, the cover, the patio cover, and it's hanging out there. And it sees me, and it gets scared, and it, and it scurries up. And then the, those big, like, wolf spiders, it's huge, and it's not very pretty. And I'm like, all right, you guys can stay, but just don't encroach on my, you know, on my walkway. I can't be walking through spider webs. <laughs> and i you know and then i just think to myself all the spiders they're in the trees i mean it's just the time of year but they're really at my doorway you know and i'm like hmm interesting well they know you i mean that's that's the that's the vibration or whatever we want to call it the instinctiveness of i mean you know arachnids you know that's uh, essentially a scorpion is a big version of a spider Mm-hmm. And um, I do a lot of research on scorpion uh, and their trochanters and how they use it and all that. And that's just a spider. And they're smarter than hell. Um, they have gangs of eyes, gangs of, you know, gangs of legs, gangs of everything. <laughs> they clatter and bang. And, and um, there's nothing, nothing stronger than a, than a, a strand of spider web for its size. Nothing in the known universe. Hmm. Strongest thing ever. Really? Uh-huh number one and of course the defense department would like to figure out how they how the spiders do that and the spiders aren't talking about it you know yeah, <laughs> <They'll figure. laughs> yeah. I remember a lot of stuff when i was a kid my mom was an operator you know and like old time operator you know like you you plug in you know hello oh, operator yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah oh, and yeah. i <laughs> and when i dialed zero my mom would pick up that's how serious really oh, yeah 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 and uh, anyway, she told me one time that a call came through that somebody on the tram in, you know, Palm Springs, they were dining on the tram. Now, I've been on that tram. There's no dining. I don't know what, what the story is, but I was 10. And somebody was dining on the tram and a scorpion had gotten into their drink. And yeah, they were calling emergency services because he took a drink and there was a scorpion in there. Bit, bit his tongue. <laughs> I don't. Well, you know. he, he, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Do you think my mom made that up? I maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think she did. Mm. I don't think she did at all because scorpions are small and they're and they are wily, and mm. um, they can go forwards, backwards, sideways. You know, they can do all sorts of stuff. Plus, that the um, they yeah. actually sting. They don't bite. They sting. Right. Um, right. Oh yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. stories, stories. So I got your email today. You did. I did. Oh yeah. yeah. And that was Machine. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, I don't know what you got up your sleeve, but I want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> what did you look up? Well, I I decided that that as I was I was thinking about you in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how you deal with people. I'm thinking we have this technology right now that is designed to deal with people. And mm. so how does it work that, you know, how does, how does artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, neural networks, you know, big data singularities, you know, language processing and quantum computing, how do those things, you know, end up becoming part of the human condition instead of a piece of machinery and I thought I think I'm going to ask them a typical Merrily question hmm. you know and see what the machine says about Merrily's you know with what how Merrily would, would proceed what did you ask and um, 
I think it was a relationship question. It was a little bit, I was a little bit loose on that because I, I mean, I was thinking about it, but I wasn't really trying to focus on it. Yeah. It just didn't, like, came to my head, but it had something to do with relationships. Um, I figured just in general, in a general sense, you know, um, uh, a relationship with a woman, for example, you know, what, or, or anybody, I, I, I guess relationships generally or relationship. Cause I think what I sent you and I don't have it in front of me, but, I must have sent you something about a relationship or relationship. Um, no, I, I can look. Let me see here. Maybe I can open up the email. Let me see. Oh, starting a new relationship. I think is what it was, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, starting, starting a new relationship can be exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. Here are some do's and don'ts to keep in mind when starting a new relationship. Okay, so that's and that's that's the so this is what you just read to me is is an AI response. To whatever I asked, which is probably about starting a new relationship. Ah. And uh, so that that was Chatbox or whatever that uh, Microsoft uses. I asked the machine what I needed to do or whatever it was to start a new relationship with. I'm sure it was a woman. And um, and I was of course thinking, you know, in my scientific position or my, you know, my rattle brain brain about what artificial intelligence would say or machine learning does the machine learn enough to give me a good answer is it deep learning or is it going to be superficial blah 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 and it came off and i thought god that's pretty cool i'm going to send this to Mary Lee. so i did mm-hmm. and uh i thought she'll have she'll have an opinion won't oh she? yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know okay so before we get into my opinion though I, what's First of all, I want to say that I was, um, I had a meeting this morning and it was supposed to be over Zoom. And I had to let them know that I would not be on Zoom. I will, you know, I'll get on. I said, but my responses are going to be guarded and I will not be on camera. You know, they're because of their um, update. Their 10.4, I believe, their update, you know, basically says, you come on my platform, we own it. Uh huh. Okay. You know, and what they're doing is they're literally all of these platforms are taking our conversations and feeding it into AI so that nobody owns anything. Nobody's original. Nobody just a machine can just spit it out and nobody gets credit, you know, for whatever hard work they put into learning. Um, you know, and that, that's a whole other conversation. No, but, but yeah, but, but I, I'm a little bit familiar with that because we just had a conference with my publisher uh, about AI, and uh, and we are we're taking a defensive position against AI. Um, our our uh, copyright pages now on our on the books that are written out of my publisher will well if if you do any AI that they can trace, they won't even publish your book. Good. Uh, yeah, they will. I not, love uh, it. Sunbury Press will not publish AI. Love it. So, you know, and that's these platforms, you know, whether it's Facebook or um, YouTube, you know, like I had everything feeding over to YouTube. Well, I don't monetize my channel and but they do, you know, and they're right. And they're watching and listening and taking all that stuff. And I just I just don't think it's right. It's like you're, you know, and any feeder can do that. We'll go to, you know, let's say my site, anybody's site. And then take that information and then act like it's their own and will not give any record, no um, reference to the author. There's a visual that I have because they're in the industry. They're calling them AI crawlers. Yeah. Which, which I'm, you know, I'm envisioning as some kind of a bug. Mm-hmm. Um, this crawling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the ethics of a bug, but it's a crawler. And they're crawling through information nonstop. And they're essentially pirating it, just like you're saying. That's they're pirating right. it. They're stealing it. They're stealing everything. Yep. And they're reconstituting it as fact. That's right. As AI fact. And um, there's the um, the people that are in the know with AI are, are afraid of it. And the people that aren't in the know are trying to weaponize it. And, you know, we don't have enough sophistication in the human condition to probably stand up against it. Right. Well, that's why you, you just like don't you. play. You know, you just don't play. And that's why, I mean, the moment I read that on Zoom, I'm like, I'm out. And then I get a notice from Zoom telling me to take a pause. I was like, how dare you say that to me? (laughs) Yeah, I just think about as as you're having this conversation, 
since I went to chat GTP and asked for and asked a question about establishing a new relationship with a woman, uh, if now I will get a bunch of information back to me that w w from from divorce attorneys who want to know when I'm getting oh my, my divorce. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you suppose that'll happen? I mean, suppose that suppose there's that unethical, that crooked, that crazy. It's, there's you know there's so many feeders out there that it's just about the money. They don't wow. care. They don't even yeah. see people. It's I didn't just even about thought about money. that. If you ask mm -hmm. AI a question, it'll the algorithm will then figure out. Yep. Will interpret the question and figure out what. I'll I'll probably get a bunch of dating sites. I may get you know divorce attorneys, or yep. whatever. Whatever. Um, it's wow. so dangerous. It's awful. Absolutely awful. What do we do about that? Well, I mean, I guess don't play. I guess is what you're saying. I yeah, I'm not playing. I that's why I stopped Fireside. You know, I'm I'm just such a flake when it comes to all of these platforms. I'm not consistent. I'm always threatening. You know, I'll go on Facebook and say I'm done because I am. But then. It's like, but then I miss you guys, and I love you, and I have something to say, <laughs> you know, so I'll throw it out there, but uh, I can't be consistent because there's no integrity on the platform. Fireside, Fireside, you know, they sent a notice to everybody saying that unless you have, you know, I, I forget, 100,000 listens or something like that, we're going to remove you off the platform, okay, and um they're saying you have an opportunity to take all your, you know, your, your shows off, export them, you know, and it'll be done by this time. I can't get them off. It doesn't work. There's a glitch. So I can't export my shows. I can't do anything. And when I send them an email telling them, well, it's not working, they don't respond. So basically they've captured my intellect on my shows and we'll be redistributing as if it's common knowledge through AI. And then you ask this question and, you know, whatever. Eventually, it all gets fixed. Yeah, AI, AI will steal your answer and give That's, it to somebody as its exactly. own. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, for as moderate a person as you are and measured as you are in your response, when somebody pulls your chain, you're an absolute firebrand. I just love you for that. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, okay. So then, now with with um, you know, all these these platforms wanting to steal, you know, if you look at memes that come up as quotable quotes or some other you know generic name at the bottom, what that means is they went and they crawled, they got whatever from a book or from a podcast, something. And they quoted someone else without giving them credit. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. You know, and it's easy enough to look up. Just look it up. See who said it. You know, I, you know how many times I've seen my own stuff come up and I'm like, well, all right, let it go. Because, you know, well, just let it go. It's all you can do. Let it go. Yeah, I think we have, I think we kind of have to, um, live into uh, the world of machine learning, I suppose. I mean, because we're learning and that's our, our, our brain stuff, you know, whatever we're made of, while we're competing with neural networks that are wires and, you know, stuff yeah. that we produce. Right. And big data. Um, I read someplace and I think too big to, too big to something or other, too big to know that the data that we have Every day is, if it, it would take war and peace and stack it to the moon yeah. and back one and a half times or something. Sure. So we can't, as a human, of course, we can't possibly uh, keep up with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've never been of the opinion that I needed to anyway. Uh, I'm happy with being, you know, my own thing. Right. And um, working within a frame that I understand and enjoy with people who I understand and enjoy, and we form a life that we enjoy. We like, yep. Yep. you know, and, and uh, if somebody else brings something new, that's fine. If I want to know a lot of stuff, I'll go to a conference. Yeah. I'll, I'll have my body carry my head to a conference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, you know, when, when you see your own material come up and it was misconstrued, and I'm just like, well, that wasn't even the quote. You mean screwed oh, it up. I've got, I mean, I just, just like two days ago, I'm on uh, eBay. Yeah. 
on Western maps, and uh, you know my materials being being pirated. It's up there. My dad's my dad's maps are there being sold at forty eight bucks a pop. What? Yeah, he built graphic maps for the Forest Service and for the daily newspaper, and this guy pirated this stuff and he's selling it. Are you gonna call him out on it? I did. I did already. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he challenged me on copyright. He said Mm. the copyrights run and you don't own it anymore. Uh-huh. And I thought you unethical prick, you know. Right. But <laughs> that's that's what the world You're is. You're talking about my dad here, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and that's what's it, it's just there's no moral compass anymore. There are no ethics. It's a free for all. It's a frenzy of, you know, just gather it and and put a price tag on it. You know, I just uh it just I I don't want I don't like any of it. I don't even want to touch it. Is that you know, social age, do you think? Are we getting too old? If no. we were young, would we feel the same way? If, I mean, really young? Oh, I mean, really young. God, I mean, we're not. I'm, not, I'm not calling you old, by the way. I, I re- No, I understand what you're saying. I, I'll, I'll pull that back. Um, no, but when I understand what you're saying because if we weren't mature enough to understand a different type of life, we wouldn't know any better. If we were raised in this environment that we're in right now, we would be completely different. We'd be all these yahoos that we see on, you know, TikTok and et cetera. You know, not knowing how to tell time with an analog clock. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God help us. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, um, you there and go, this cannot be real. It cannot be real. Uh, you know, whatever. So we're going to just continue to make the world a better place and hopefully, you know, bring in people who are real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, um, we got another, um, another attaboy from, from somebody uh, yesterday. Yeah. Good. I love it when, when uh, friends and listeners, you know, leave comments and let us know there's somebody else out there. Mm -hmm. It's been very, very nice. I love the feedback. Leave me alone. That's good. Yeah. So that's okay. Me alone is fine. Our conversations are good. What do I care? Yeah. Oh, I know. Us. But okay. So you want to go with this? Go with the. uh, You mean the relationship with a woman? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Good. Yeah. Turn on the machine. Wind it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, so do's and don'ts to keep in mind when starting a new relationship. New. All right. Number one, do add variety to your dates. Instead of the usual Netflix and chill scenario, try taking morning walks together, scheduling lunch dates, and enjoying the company of friends and colleagues. This helps you see your partner navigate different situations in relationships and avoid getting stuck in a rut too early uh, by keeping each date different than the last. What do you think of that? Wow, you're the expert. I mean, um, well. For face value. Sounds okay. Well, I mean, it seems to me it's, not, I mean, it's not offensive. I mean, to, you know, have a date for a walk seems to be okay. Um, and okay. Uh, but but am I supposed to watch my partner navigate through different situations and avoid getting stuck in a rut? Well, early, okay. You know? So let's let's break down what what it's saying for face value. All right. Basically, if if you're going to watch this, you know, prospective partner out in real life, it's like how do you treat other people? How are you navigating our life? Are you being a gentleman? You know, are you going to treat me right? Are you going to open the door? You know, are you going to ask for half the bill? What, what's going on? We need to go out and see how you're really going to be. That's what it, that that's, you know, suggesting there. And mm-hmm. then you don't want to get stuck in a rut too early on. Right. Okay. Well, stuck in a rut too early on. Meaning it's inevitable. You will get stuck in a rut, but not too early. So let's try to keep it (laughs) interesting (laughs) so you can get them in the net. (laughs) That seems to be a little bit. Why would you bother with all that? 
Okay. So then the next thing was, you know, yeah, keeping each date different than the last. I understand that. But first of all, if, if I'm just thinking, well, how am I going to get her? Or how am I going to get him? And, you know, I got to keep it interesting. It's a lot of work. I, I don't have time to be thinking about all that. It's a lot of work. It should be easy and effortless. It should be, you know, you just going with the flow what do you want to do now of course there's there's something to be said about planning like I went through the trouble and the effort to make this for us or for you to make it nice that's wonderful wonderful but if if it's calculated because well we just did that we just went to the park well I can't take her to that restaurant again well I can't you're you're focused way too much on the doing and not of the being yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, I mean, how many rose gardens can you build so you don't go to the second one twice? Um, right. Come on. Um, no, no. The idea is to go look at the roses, not the garden. So, uh, it says, um, now remember, this is when you're starting a new relationship. Add variety to your dates. Okay, but wait a minute. We're just starting. So, and you're a guy, you asked, you know, what do I do as a guy to get this girl, right? So now the guy, I'm going to speak from his side, I got to add variety. I got to think of new things. I can't just be me. I have to think. Well, already out the gate, you're just like, it's exhausting. You're not, you're not looking for the right thing. You're trying to provide the right thing. And if you get out the gate trying to provide the right thing, you're going to get hurt. Well, you're going to also make the other person, I think, in my opinion, uncomfortable because what happens to the to the spontaneity of of a, of a joint decision on the spot? Exactly, uh, the beauty you know. of that, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. But what I'm saying is, even if you dial it back just a little bit, the idea of you know what am I going to do on this next date? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But wait a minute. You're not paying attention to who the other person is. You don't even know what to look for. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. There's a great indoor rodeo I want you to go to, except the, oh, yeah, oh, you're allergic to horses. Oh, I didn't realize that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's like we have to focus on the being. Um. Let's see. Navigate. Okay, so that was number one. So number two, it says don't. Don't always be the first to initiate. It says if they initiated plans the first time, you can initiate the second time and so on. But don't always be the person texting first, calling, and initiating plans. If they get used to you being the one doing all the planning and researching out, or reaching out rather, they'll stop making an effort because they know you will. Okay. What do you think of that? No. No, absolutely not. This is terrible advice. And the reason why it's terrible is because it's manipulation. Right out the gate. I want to call you. I want to text you. I want to hear your voice. I want to, wait a minute. I just did that. I'm going to wait. And she's ah. on this... Yeah, and then she's on the other end going, I haven't heard from him. I guess he's not that into me. So you think you're being ghosted. Instead, you're following somebody's plan. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's total manipulation. You cannot have manipulation in your relationship. Um, yeah, and then this, and then the idea that, you know, if you did it, let them do it, and then back and forth and reciprocate. You know what this is advocating? Equality, 50-50. Now, if you're going to advocate 50-50, you both lose. Don't look for equality. You can't do that because if you're looking for equality, you have an expectation. You are setting yourself up for failure. Wow. Nice call. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Boy, he has got nothing on you, that's for sure. <laughs> that was a good idea I had. Yeah, considering, considering your response, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so all right. So, 
So you don't look for equality, all right? So you look for so what happens is you look for you look for every you look for their strong points. You you enhance their no. strengths. Nope. No. Okay, no. Okay. So no. Let's go. No. Let's go back. Okay. So we have to talk in game terms. Okay. So we all are on the same page. We understand because it's logical. All right. So you, the man who is asking this question, and your partner, this the girl across the way, across the mm-hmm. table, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, it would be easy for somebody to say, but Marilyn, you're saying don't look for 50-50 when I'm waiting for her to make a move. You see, I just made a move. I just called you. I'm waiting for you to call me now. You see what I'm saying? So it can be misconstrued that no, that's not, that's not the move. According, and then as far as your question goes, I am not sitting there trying to judge and, you know, dissect who this person is. She's going to tell me who she is. If I already know the rules and everything, she's going to tell me who she is in the first few moves. However, that's not what I'm concerned with. What I'm concerned with is my own ability to play. I have to be a better person. I have to make sure my king is solid on the board. If I don't know how to play, then I'm going to lose. It doesn't matter who she is. It doesn't matter how great she is. It doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, she's got a great personality. And, you know, she reciprocates and she offered to pay the bill and she brought me over stuff and blah, blah, blah. No, you're losing it. Hmm. Wouldn't, this, wouldn't the Socratic method here uh, play heavily into making good decisions by by simply asking questions? Questions are perfect. When you don't have a move, the move is to ask a question. You need clarity. Yeah. Right. But see, we don't ask questions. Instead, we try to connect the dots and then manipulate the board to get a certain response. Can't do that in the game. Big, big mistake. Big right. Mistake. There's no manipulation. There's no trying to think ahead and position yourself. None of that. You're responsible for your side only. And you've got to, you've got to maintain your pieces on the board. And most of the time, people don't have any pieces at all. So there's no, like in a traditional game of chess, winning, the winning strategy is to control the center of the board. What you're saying is not to do that. No, Mm-mm. there's no center of the board. I just, you know, it runs parallel with chess because it's logical and reasonable. So this is where men come in. Men are very logical. They're rational. They can understand mathematically how the board moves. And women are expressive. They, you know, they talk too much. You know, we want to just fill the air with all of our emotions and he's no, trying wait, to I'm going to write that down Marilee says women talk to I'm just going to write that down <laughs> what time is it? 12.30 oh my god <laughs> <laughs> on oh. 10 to 10 women talk too much well, <laughs> was it 10 10 really? Ooh. yeah <laughs> oh the date yeah. okay so because just... you know why? because they're expressive you know, they're colorful. They need details. And men don't want that. They need the, the black and white. What is the problem so I can solve it? And women are, I don't want to just tell you the problem. I want you to listen to me. I want to tell you all the details and who's involved and how much it hurts and all the, you know, the, the variables of my thinking. Uh-huh. It's exhausting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially when you already know the answer. You know, it's like to give that person your time would just like, oh my gosh, I've been listening to you for so long. So what if you have a woman with male characteristics who doesn't need all that? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the makeup is of the person across from you. All right. Okay, because that all falls into personality. That's the all second right. gate. Okay, so once okay. you identify, oh, I'm, I'm picking up on their personality. Personality is not character. Right. And, you know, in real life, those two are interchangeable. They, you know, the character falls under the personality umbrella and it doesn't. Well, character would trump personality, wouldn't it? Or do you yes. need them? Or do, you, or do they support each other? Character no. would trump 
yeah, yeah. you've got okay. to look for character because personality can, can be bedazzling you're a shining star you're wonderful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's pretty hollow pretty quick right yeah as soon as the cocktails are done right you know it's like you go out and your partner puts on a, a face you know a smile and they're charming and they everybody loves them and how are you you go home and it's a totally different story and you mm-hmm. live that life you know it's you don't want that you're unhappy now well but, but if you're a politician working the beltway that's what you do as a matter of policy that's what you do Okay. You know, when I was in Washington, D.C., we go to P.J. Donch's house, you know, for a stand-up cocktail party, and everybody had a, wore a smile. You know, that got off your face as soon as you got in the car. Um, well, that's I mean, really if you don't like, life. yeah, if you don't like that, then don't marry a politician. <laughs> <laughs> you know, recognize your player. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's see. Okay, so that was number two. The the you know, I'll don't always be the first to initiate. All right. And it says, um, if they get used to you being the one doing all the planning and reaching out, they'll stop making an effort because they know you will. That is so wrong. That couldn't be more wrong. And I'll tell you why. Because we're talking about you as a man ask this question. So they are addressing a man about a woman and that's not true if you want your woman to bloom like a flower you have to be the gardener and give her attention the moment you stop giving her attention she's going to stop blooming and she's going to bloom for the next guy who starts giving her the love and attention and the nourishment that she needs so did they, did they, I realize I was, I guess I makes sense that, that the question came from a male. I suppose so, huh? based on my email or whatever it is. Right. Okay. Hmm. Right. So hmm. again, they want equality. They're looking for equality. There is no equality. If you want to be a leader as a man, if you want to be respected as a man, then you have to stand up and stop looking for equality. You're the protector. You're the caretaker. You are the strength in the relationship. She will, she will strengthen you, provide for you, um, and be the wind beneath your wings if you do it right. That's how you make a good woman. And if, if she's not all that, you need to move on. And a good man in that case is someone who is nurturing that, is what you're saying. Nurturing. Okay, so the relationship. all right, let's. That's a good question. Let's clear that up because the assumption could be the nurturer is constantly watering the flower, constantly tending to the flower. No, he just needs to be the sun. So in his own light, his his own understanding between right and wrong, his own accountability to something higher, to be a man of integrity, somebody that she can trust and others can trust, somebody that she can count on, you know, not to hurt her, to adore her, don't demean her, you know, care for her. Even when he's not constantly, he doesn't have to be like, oh, you're so beautiful and I'm going to buy you and I'm going to take you and I'm going to, no, no, no. It's about being that man that she can look to and go, you're like this big tree and I'm going to sit under you and be protected and I love you. Okay, I get that. That makes sense, of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's see what else. Here's another one. Number three, don't ignore potential red flags such as misalign- a misalignment of core beliefs and values. It's natural to feel intense passion and attraction for the person you're seeing, but being so enraptured may cause you to ignore potential red flags. All right. All right. What's a red flag? Well, they're calling it the misalignment of core beliefs. Um, But I think that from my position, um, 
from my experience, people don't know what their core beliefs are. Well, first of all, I from my from my position, I mean, the word taking you know your my position, whatever it is, I believe that core beliefs are core beliefs, and they're your you're your own. And why should that affect the relationship anyway? Uh, unless you're a criminal or a terrorist, because um, okay. Because for, number one, if you ask somebody to write down their core beliefs, it's going to be a struggle. Okay. For them, for them, they won't be able Mo- to do it. For most people, they can't yeah. articulate what their core belief is. Right. Right. Okay. Their 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 core belief is probably as good as the latest news cycle, typically. Okay. So, all right. So now we have two opposing factors. They just like, no, I don't really agree with that, but you know, I think we can work around it. We don't have to talk about politics and, you know, religion. I could just let you believe in your God, whatever it is, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The thing is, if we don't know what our core belief is, you know, like, well, I believe that um, people should have integrity. I believe that people should be honest. Okay. Honest about what? So you got to drill down and keep asking the question, why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? All the way down to get to the core belief. We miss red flags because the red flag in this environment is something that makes us feel uncomfortable. That is the red flag yeah. in this environment? Yeah. So if you're feeling comfortable with somebody, that's the red flag. Yeah. That's typically, there's just like, well, I saw the red flags. Like, I didn't like that. And then, well, she did this. But, you know, I'm making allowances. I saw them. And you're it's saying a that's red... a mistake? You're saying well, that's a mistake? What I'm saying is that those red flags are like warnings. People look at them like they're like a yellow light. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm okay. just going to run it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah, you got some good stuff <laughs> you know and then and they don't care because there's full speed ahead and again like what we were talking about you know and now you're having sex and you're into it and now you believe that relationships are hard so we just got to work at it we'll just work at it and then it becomes unenjoyable and you don't want to have sex with that partner so you have a, um, yeah, you have, you, you, I think you kind of have a self-fulfilling prophecy that you can't figure out how to get out of. And exactly. you have an expectation on the other side that you're going to do whatever it is that you've been doing, and you're not liking any of it. Right. And the cycle continues. So when, let's say you get out of that relationship, you know, and you're like, oh, God, it's crazy. And you feel better. And you take some time off. And then you're ready to get back in the game again. I'm going to start dating. I'm going to put my feelers out there. All right. Well, first of all, more than likely, you're not healed from the last one. You're, you've just escaped. You know, but you don't really understand what the heck happened. They were just crazy for whatever reason. So you need to go out there and try to find somebody different. All right. So now I'm going to look for the red flags that remind me of my last partner. Those are now my new red flags, and I'm not going to ignore them. See, what you've done is you've built a wall because you can't recognize the character of the person. You're only trying to navigate through your pain. So you have to just sweep your brain clean and start again? Well, you need an education. That's the whole point of the game. It's like educate yourself so that when you're, you go out there, you're completely armed. And of course, you know, it takes practice because like assumptions, you know, I'm telling you what the assumption is in this article here, this answer, but to read it just for face value, you know, the average person with no knowledge is not going to see the assumption. Yeah, no, it's just pretty clear as you go through these points. Yeah, it's pretty clear. So assumptions, there's literally sitting on the tip of our nose. Be fun to, to ask AI what a core belief is. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, the fun goes on. So, all right, let's see what else. Um, okay. So, uh, da, 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 da. 
Oh, wait, I missed one, but I'll go back to that. Okay, so the red flags, it's natural to feel intense passion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's your sexual energy. I like the way you look. Okay, you are physically attracted to me. Number two, your personality. You seem light and airy and you don't seem to have a lot of drama. People like you. You seem solid. You've got money. You've got a, a good job. All of these things are just like, chit, chit, chit. okay, we're good. We're good. And you just move forward. You never make it through the five gates. And so people are cycling through number one and number two, one, number one, and number two, you know, so you're, you're, it's like you get into it and then you struggle. It's over. You repair and it over again. I kind of, over my life, I kind of used a foxhole metaphor. Um, okay. You know, when I'm looking at somebody, would I want this person with me in the trench? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Okay, <laughs> John. <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I bad? Is that bad? Yes, yes. Okay, go on. <laughs> well, I just what I'm saying. It's my foxhole metaphor, you know I mean? Yeah. If I see somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I mean, I want, I want, I want, if I'm looking at a woman, mm-hmm. I, I guess, um, that I, that I want to, that I, that I have an interest in for whatever reason, any reason, um, I would want to know that she has my back. She's got my six. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, because I'm going to make mistakes. And if I don't have a person you know, behind me, and I just, I'm not, I'm not even going to make it be gender specific here because some people are gay and have different partners, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I want that. I want that. I want the functional mentality and you're telling me I'm wrong. Well, here's the thing. It's natural to want somebody to have your back. You're looking for a partner who does that. However, what are you doing to destroy it? So I'm in the foxhole all the time. What am I doing? Well, what I'm saying is that it's easy to look outward at the type of partner that we want. And we keep switching partners, you know, many people in hopes that we're going to find the one partner that has elements of all of our last partners that we liked. You know what I mean, like, because <laughs> I mean, there was something good. Do we can, I mean, that must be subconscious because I don't think I've ever gone through that process. No. No, yeah. I mean, I, th- no, I mean, I'm too. I'm too lazy for that. I mean, I'm too laissez-faire, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know how to describe okay. who I am. I, okay, I don't well, want to be too self-effacing because then that would be, you know, not fair to me. But right. um, go on. I'm, I'm listening. It's I'm, I'm just, listening. I'm just, just, I'm just burbling along as you listen. Okay. So it's just the idea of it's easy to look outward and, you know, like a buffet table and say, okay, what am I in the mood for? And as a man, you're looking at the buffet table and there's a lot of dessert and it's like, dessert is good. I might nibble on this and nibble on that, take a little of this, but what he's really looking for is the meal. He wants something that's satisfying, something rich, something that's going to fill his belly. But you know, if all the dessert is there, it's like, well, this will do in the meantime. And see, this is what women don't understand. If you're going to present yourself as the dessert, you'll, you're going to get used nibbled on over and over again and men can you know sense that a mile away what a metaphor wow (laughs) wow i'll never see a buffet the same again (laughs) (laughs) i'm going yeah right (laughs) so now but okay am i wrong no, you're right. I'm just going to pick up two pieces of pie and walk around the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, dear me. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And, okay. and so, and then when, I mean, I'll just add this a little bit, but when men get older and it just, it just feels good to have a beautiful woman on their arm. So if they're still lucky enough to have a beautiful woman on their arm, they're going to choose the dessert. They don't need a meal anymore. Well, that sounds kind of hollow. Well, there's a lot of hollow men. Okay. God. Yeah, exactly. So now, 
Let's go. But aside from that, so now we've got the man looking at the, you know, the buffet table and he's looking for his meal and he spots. That he wants, you know, so he chooses her. Well, she steps forward and she does the choosing in the end because she's got value. So now she's going to look at him and go, "Mm, no, sorry. Next. In the end, she, she consents. You know, she will, she will submit and say, you know what? Yeah. You're worth it. But it's only if he has that value. Otherwise, he's going to have to keep going through all the dessert, 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 and not never find the meal because he doesn't know who he is. He's never grown into that man deserving of the meal. I, um, when I was in the yacht business, um, I saw an awful lot of old men walking around with um, women that were 40 years their junior or 30, 40, or more. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. It was embarrassing sometimes uh-huh. for us um, that that there was so, it was so, the water was so shallow there right. intellectually, mentally. Um, and they And they were one another. I mean, it was like jewelry. Oh yeah, it's like jewelry, and um, and I I was involved directly in some situations where where young very young women after spending several hours um, below the waterline in a master stateroom with a man would refuse to leave would wouldn't go they they thought that that was the real deal, mm-hmm. and there's a guy down and this guy's down there and he is. All he did is satisfy himself sexually and have a nice dinner and parade this gal around. She thinks that he's in love with her. Uh. And, um, of course, the fellow's wife, who is about to own it if he makes the wrong move, um, you know, isn't a bit happy about this, although she's not aware of it. But I'm aware of it because I am his, I'm the guy. Uh I'm in there, you know, with him. Right. And so my job then at that point was to go down and talk to this young lady about why about what just happened to her Ugh. and why she might learn from it mm. uh, in a, you know, in a $15 million yacht or whatever it was. And there she is crying and, and, um, and uh, he's, you know, throwing her out and he's, I mean, it was a bad movie mm-hmm. and that happened repeatedly. But that, that's the scenario of a world that, that honors money. It's all superficial. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes, you know, and but it's sad. It, it's sad. it's very sad. It's how you look, and then there's an expectation. So this woman, this young girl, whoever, however old she was, you know, maybe she's an opportunist. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, I'm, I don't know. She wasn't very smart. I mean, I'm not enough experience, probably very smart. I don't know. But I mean, life experience, um, um, old men lie to young men. Okay. Old men lie to young women, I suppose. I mean, Uh they just, they're, it's, um, yeah. That's why it's so important for us to elevate. If we don't want to be caught up in that drama, you know, in that whirlwind of, you know, pain that this, this world has to offer in that shallow water, then it's important we elevate. And in order to elevate, we have to educate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. um, Bad memory. Okay. Onward. Okay. So let's see. It says, do maintain independence. Spending every waking moment with a new partner can put you at risk of losing yourself and your friends too. In the most long-lasting relationships, partners maintain their sense of independence. See family and friends, continue to exercise and work hard, and prioritize alone time. Balance is important. This is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah, I got one right. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> it's just one gray eye for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because no, that's literally what, what being equally yoked is. When you're equally yoked, it literally means that I have a relationship with God on my own aside from you. And okay. because of that, you know, I have my own interests. My, I love being alone. I love, I'm not needy. All, and I love being with you when we're together, but I don't, I don't have to keep bugging. And so if he is the same way, then together, it's like, it's just, there's harmony. Nobody feels insecure. Nobody feels like they're going to be cheated on, lied to, disappointed, hurt. None of that. Because we're accounta- accountable to something higher. So I can't maintain yep. my independence in my own interest mm-hmm. you know without babying somebody else going no i still love you <laughs> all right um mm-hmm. next one is do communicate well good communication is an essential element when you want to build an emotional connection with a woman you want to have a good back and forth conversation when talking with a woman you are interested in you don't want to dominate or control the conversation but you don't want to be a complete introvert who doesn't offer any response to her questions. Ideally, your conversations will involve an equal sharing of questions and responses. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. So what I'd like to point out is communication. A lot of people talk, they don't communicate. Oh! I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And then there's a huge difference. You know, and this is where we go back to the board and we understand that men are black and white logical thinkers and women are creative and expressive, you know, and they talk a lot more. So what the game does is it makes us both accountable to one move. So you better be precise. Otherwise, you're going to dominate the board. And typically, I mean, men do that. I mean, we're both guilty. We're both guilty. But if we're going to look at women, women will dominate the board because she will totally unload and not give him an opportunity to respond about anything. So all the assumptions are already made. The accusations are laid out. You know, the, you know, the laundry list from way back when and why I have reason to gripe and this and that. It's all there. But the game says, no, you get one move. What's it going to be? And you can't do all those things. So this is how we learn how to communicate instead of just talking and defending ourselves and making points and, you know, irrelevant memories come up to support our position. You know, and just all this stuff that just stirs up the dirt. What? I'm just reflecting on my own life. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And you know, when as I described this, if you look, you know, out in social media or anywhere, the first word that comes up is narcissist. People are so dead set on, you know, I was with a narcissist too and pointing the finger and calling their exes narcissist without taking any accountability for their part in the relationship. And it, you know, like for example, this, this woman, she's telling me she dealt with the narcissist for six years. Well, a narcissist being someone who looks in the pool all the time, looks at their relationship, looks at their, they're stuck on themselves. Is that the narcissism we're talking about? Uh, yeah, but it's it's not just the the me, myself, and I, and I'm just full of myself all the time. It's not just that. It, it's combined with like gaslighting, you know, the whole idea of not taking any part at all in the responsibility of what is the conversation, you know, whatever the problem is. It's always reflected back. And what about you? What about all the times you did that? You know, or, you know, throwing a bomb from who knows where that, that's completely irrelevant. Okay. So, all right. So, and that's, that's, these are narcissistic 
tendencies. Traits, tendencies. Yeah. Okay. So you, right. you're looking at the population. The population is lost. Uh, trying to understand, get um, the answer. I need an answer to this personality. And the narcissist is like this blanket that we've put over them. Not me, but them. And then all people who are victims point the finger at the narcissist. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that it takes two. You're not in it by yourself. And if you had the education, you never, ever would have given six years of your life to it. Yeah. You know? Uh, Let's see. Hmm. What are you thinking? Uh oh. Well, we're out of time, but uh, go on. No, it seemed like that one, you know, gave cause for thought. Well, I say, uh, damn, I mean, I've been accused of being, I'm not, I've never been accused of directly as a narcissist, um, but I've, I'm. I can be pretty dismissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're making me feel bad about that. Am I making you? I'm just talking about this article. So what's? I don't know what's going on in your head. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know, but I still don't know what's going on in your head. <laughs> you know, you're feeling bad over a truth, but I'm not making you feel bad. I know. I know. I got to blame somebody. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the point we're trying to make here? <laughs> right. How'd I do? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. We are funny. Okay. <laughs> Honey, we're out of time. Okay. We're out of time. All right. Till next time. I love you. All right. I'll see you. I love you. Bye. Bye bye.